my name is Michael Bosey. Welcome to the 100th episode of Marketing Without the Marketing. can hardly believe that I've produced 100 episodes already in the past two years since I launched. Certainly a big milestone for any podcaster. But in reflecting on this milestone, I kept coming back to the same thing over and over again, and that is, I'm not special. I mean... You can do this too. If you want to produce 100 episodes of a podcast, 100 blog posts, 200 blog posts, 500, whatever it is, you can do it. There's nothing standing in your way except for one thing, which is perseverance, right? Yes, you'll have your ups and downs. I certainly have had that with this podcast, no doubt. But the only factor that you can actually control for is to keep going when others give up, right? And yes, that means you got to listen to your audience and adjust, right? I like to think that I do that. And I hope that one that that you notice that or appreciate that. I think that you do, uh, those of you who have told me. And of course, you want to look for the signs uh, that people are getting something out of what you're doing, whether you hope to inspire or enlighten, or educate, or uh, even just entertain, right? You want to look for the things like, hey, are people commenting or emailing? Are they sharing it on social? Are they hitting like? Are they giving you reviews or ratings or whatever? You can look for those signs. Uh, But really, even in the down periods, you just have to keep going. Because here's the thing, in running your own content marketing program with whatever content that you produce, that could be, you know, a podcast, sure, a blog, a set of videos, uh, Snapstorm, SlideShares, whatever it is that you're doing to connect with people, you got to sort of move your audience along so that they graduate to different levels, right? You you want to sort of move up the scale of, of, you know, they know you, like you, trust you, and then hopefully, if you can unlock this, they start to actually advocate for you and bring you more audience, right? The first thing, the attention stage is really, really hard. That's the sort of no like trust portion, right? It's really hard to garner attention, especially from a standing start. It it just is, right? There's so much noise out there. And I love the concept, by the way, I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but where the concept of paying attention Right? Because when an audience pays attention to you, it is kind of a payment of sorts. right? Because someone is paying you with their attention, which, by the way, is, is really scarce now. Because there's so much noise, attention now is more valuable. So it is kind of a payment of sorts, but it's only the first stage. Right. And you got to do that first and foremost with really, really good content. And then, of course, you got to get that out there. And of course, look, I talk about this in this podcast over and over. I don't need to get into the details of it. Uh, But you want to try to move up the scale from they know you, the first stage of attention to, oh, you know, you start to see signs that they like you. Great little indicators that say, oh, okay. Uh, I think I see that this person in my audience is interacting with me or that they're showing outward signs, liking, sharing, commenting, all that, that they like you. The last stage of attention is trust. And trust, I mean, you got to earn trust and it takes time. Once you get someone's attention in that first stage, you, you might have to do a lot to earn their trust. And here's the thing that I like about content marketing is that while traditional marketing tends to focus on attention, right? 
So in other words, social media impressions or that really that billboard mentality that you drive by it on the highway and you might see it. Doesn't mean you're going to take an action. Doesn't have anything to do with trust. It's just awareness. But what I like about content marketing is it's it's all about sort of delivering that uh, in small doses so that you build up from no to like to trust. And once you got trust, hey, look, you actually got a chance at people paying you, right? We now, as consumers, buy from those whom we trust. And if you've earned enough trust that you can now say to someone, or I should say ask someone for the sale, then great. People are paying you. Cool. It's really, really difficult to get to this stage. So that's awesome. But imagine that you can can take that, right? Really important thing. You got a business now if people are paying you for what you do. Awesome. But the thing to really try to unlock with, with content marketing is advocacy, which goes beyond uh, just simple payment. And actually, I would contend that it is worth more than money, or at least it can be worth more than money, because advocacy is the thing that can create more fans for you, fill more of the top of the funnel, if you will. Now, if you're going to get uh, people to advocate for you, though, you, you got to get them excited, right? So you have to you have to get them, them to the point where they are really supercharged about what you do, or maybe, maybe even that they depend on what you do. And if you're delivering great value to them, even for free, right, even if they're not paying you, and you're doing remarkable things consistently, then people are going to tell their peers. And of course, this is immensely effective, way more so than anything that you can say about yourself, because you're not believable, right? You're not credible to a customer. However, to that customer, her trusted friend, her sister, her coworker, someone whose opinion she trusts, she's going to listen to that person in a second. You'll never be afforded that level of trust, and that's fine. But this is why you have to try to unlock advocacy. And the only way to do that is to just keep showing up, producing good stuff. And like I said, perseverance. And then, of course, there's the loyalty stage, which is, you know, once you've earned the customer, how do you keep them on board, <laughs> right? And, and keeping a customer is way different than getting a customer because once there's money involved, hey, look, the dynamic changes, the, uh, the expectation changes. And sometimes content in content marketing can be used to do that as well post-sale. And this follows right along with the series that I'm in the middle of. I just finished unit one a few episodes ago, which was the new business mindset, which was sort of those counterintuitive lessons about your about your business, how to set up your business and all. Uh, Next week, I'm going to start on the new unit of this, which is I'm calling the new marketing and sales, which is just what I'm talking about here, right? How to attract customers and earn their business. But then I want to go beyond that to the point where I was just talking about, which is what do you do after you get a customer? That part's important too, right? If you're going to unlock recurring revenue, you really need to be good at that. And that unit's going to be called the new customer relationship. So I'll get back on track uh, with that next week. I've been writing this new unit. I like it a lot so far and I hope that you will too. All right. But there was one other thing, as I said, I was sort of reflecting on this milestone, what it means and all that. And besides the fact that I think that I'm not special and you can do it too. Here's the other thing. I got to say thank you to you. I know I thank you guys all the time, but look, if you didn't show up week after week, I would have given up on this. 
It would have, right? If, I'm, if I wasn't getting any signs of that no, like trust, I would have given up. So all I can say is thank you. You know, this, this whole thing, it doesn't happen without you. And I, I know you think, oh, I just listen, uh, maybe comment once in a while, whatever. But when I see the thousands of people who download episodes each week, I mean, it keeps me going. Right? Some of these folks I know listen once and bounce. Some of them, like you, are regular listeners. But all I need to know is that one, some people are getting something out of this, and two, that those numbers continue to go up. And, you know, I might still do it anyway, if, even if no one showed up, or, or maybe shift back to a blog or whatever. But look, it would be harder for me to make this show better and better and do what you want me to do. So you can do this too. You really can't. You know, and, I, and I've seen it over and over again where, where people get started, they have a great idea, they get supercharged about it, they get to a point and, and they start to give up on it. And, and I know there sometimes are signs that say you should give up. And here's the thing that I will tell you that I tell my clients uh, who struggle with this because producing content for a long time and slowly building an audience organically, I mean, it takes a long time. What I tell my clients is that it doesn't, matter as much when you're producing this stuff and you're not getting a response if you go in with the idea that you're going to create a resource. I love this concept because it means that it's worth putting in the effort even if no one shows up, right? So in other words, I produced this podcast and I can always share an episode on a particular topic to help me in my business. When I produce a blog post, I want that to be a clear statement of one particular topic in my best articulation so that I can use that content over and over again. I want to produce podcasts and or videos with the intent that I can compile them into an online course. I did a whole episode on that. I left a link for you in the show notes. And I love at the end of that, whether it's my clients or for me personally, I love that I have a resource that I can continually go back to, that I can help people with. Now, let me give you a brief story that illustrates this. Earlier this year, I was visiting Chicago with my wife, um, did lots of good stuff. She was there at a conference, went and saw Hamilton. It was awesome. Great trip. But as we were sort of touring the neighborhoods, one of the things we do is my wife is a knitter, so we visit the knit shops. And... Happened upon this business that was a fairly new business. The, the proprietor was this young woman. She and her mother had started this business only a few months before, though they had been thinking about it for the past year or so. And we were just talking about, you know, what it's like to start a business, how I felt when I was doing it, for, you know, on, uh, on my own and how she felt when sort of, you know, trading war stories, as it were. And she said that the, you know, one of the things she really struggled with was getting people to notice the shop, doing the marketing. I said, well, look, you know, hey, uh, this is what I do for a living. I help people, small businesses just like you uh, do this type of thing. And guess what? I've got nearly 100 episodes of a podcast that will teach you this for free. Here's the link. Here's my business card. I hope that it helps you. No expectation that she would ever become a client. No expectation that there was going to be any transaction 
between us. She was just a nice person running a nice business with her mom. And I can help her with the resource that I've already created. I love being able to do that. I just, I'm rooting for small businesses all the time and I want to do something to help them. I want to succeed because I just, I I really hate the centralization of power and I like when the power moves to the fringes, right? I think that's better for the consumer. It's better for new ideas. It's better for, you know, building young businesses. It's better for innovation. And, you know, I'm always suspicious of and trying to fight the status quo Uh, because when that happens, those folks, you know, they have power to protect, right? They're not in it for you. They're they're now in it for themselves. And, and that's not going to be good for you as the, as the consumer. So I want to see new businesses and I want to be able to help. And I love creating a resource with that in mind. And you can do this too, right? Like what I said from the outset. So here's the thing. When you set out to create something, forget about the, 100 episodes, the 200 blog posts, do it instead to create a resource. Do it not just to build an audience, but to serve people instead. Make it what I call a durable resource, right? Something that will last a long time. It really does affect how you produce the content too. You got to think about these things. How can you make it evergreen so that it's not time dependent? Sometimes you can't get away with that, but if you can, great. And here's the thing, build something you'd be happy with, even if it doesn't attract an audience. Now, don't get me wrong here, right? It's got to be useful in order to be worthwhile. Listen to what people want, satisfy their needs, right? If you're truly an expert in your field, and I'm sure you are, you know enough to be able to do this, right? You can cut right through it and get to the point of it. And in creating these resources, knowing what not to include is just as important as knowing what to include. And that's teaching in a nutshell, right? So teach then, right? make someone's life better in some way. And this is why I do what I do. I want to help. I don't think that I do enough. Ask my wife. (laughs) I'd say this to her all the time. I'm not doing enough. I'm not going fast enough, whatever. I want to do more. I want to give more advantage to the underdog in the way that I can. And I want small business owners to think differently so that they can can punch above their weight, as uh, the expression I like to use. But I really do think it'll make a, for a better world if, if you got a lot more of these sort of small, handcrafted businesses succeeding, you know. Um, and, and look, the Internet blew this wide open, and now there's actually a chance for people like you and me to succeed, right? No gatekeepers. Uh, you know, you can go direct to your customer. And, and, and when I see small business owners hanging on to those old tropes about business, it, it just kills me because the rules are completely different now. I've learned it, I teach it, and I want you to know what I know because you will make the world better. So keep plowing forward. Build that resource. When people aren't paying attention, keep going anyway, right? Learn from their inattention, but keep going. If every blogger or podcaster gave up after a couple of bad weeks, innovation would die along with their blog or podcast. So just keep learning until you can serve better. And to you, again, my sincere thanks, and I hope that I last another 100 episodes. All right, we'll get started with the second unit of this series next week, and we'll see you then.